What's up, friends? It is episode 64. I am your host, Julia Busby, and this is Finding Her. So our topic we are going to be diving deeper into, and I'm really excited to get this episode out because our first anxiety series episode went really well. And this one, I'm going to be continuing it into talking about how to manage your tsunami of stress and anxiety. Tsunami. Yep, I went there. So Last week, I opened up about the anxiety series with introducing what anxiety is, including what symptoms could feel like, and supports for implementing some care at home. Today, we will continue our topic of stress and anxiety and offer you a few ideas to manage or help you cope. I titled this episode, How to Manage Your Tsunami of Stress and Anxiety. I just had this idea that, you know, just like in the natural disaster, tsunami land, something happens out in the ocean, earthquake, give you an example, um, then the ripple effects from that carry. And then eventually, the wave becomes so large that it's going to take out everything in its wake once it hits the land, and then will recess and cause a whole bunch of damage, death, catastrophe, and I, I chose that because mental illness, awareness, systems, care, finances associated with it, um, et cetera, et cetera, builds just like a tsunami, but it's invisible. Okay. It still causes death, damage. Um, it can, we all know that it's coming, right? We all see the fallouts in our families. Um, how it's impacted so many people worldwide. Um, the system, there's too, there's too much of a high need for the supports that are currently there. And that was pre-pandemic. So the pandemic has just made it so much more worse. There's so much inequities on who can receive care, even if you have health insurance. Um, maybe your medical um, coverage isn't or mental health coverage isn't as great as you would think it would be. So when I start to talk about stress, I'm going to give you the definition. So when we think about stress, we know that it is a demand that we put on ourselves, right, to our, to our brain, to our mind, and then also physically. So demanding, overworking, overscheduling, um, staying up late, lack of funds, right, kids' needs, you have to do that speech or you have to do another interview. Um, maybe your loved ones are sick, right? And anxiety, on the other hand, it's a feeling. Okay, so it's a, it's a feeling of uncertainty and excessive worry. So you can have those hand in hand. You can actually, they're friends. Like you can actually trigger one to wake up the other. You can experience both at the same time. So if you take that, your anxiety is your internal factor. And things you can't control, like your kids being sick, your work schedule, your demands at home, the pandemic, those are all external, right? And then you have your personal things, um, time, are you getting to bed on time? You just have all of this shit, external, internal. You got the lack of insurance, all the people's 
need help, mental health care and there isn't the need. There's a pandemic. People are dying. More people are being violent. More people are experiencing other family members that commit suicide. The unemployment rates are high. Loss of homes, loss of jobs, stress, stress, stress. And that continues to build in that invisible tsunami. Right? I experience it. I have a gang load of members on my struggle bus. Everybody has a struggle bus, right? Who's on your struggle bus? So when we think about those things, we think about the signs that we might feel in our bodies. And we're feeling a lot of shit lately. But what I want you to think about through my own experiences when the signs were there and I didn't know because I wasn't knowledgeable very much about it and I didn't have anybody to talk to about it, right? There's that stupid stigma. So now I'm more aware. So when I'm teaching these lessons to you guys or these talks or discussions and sharing inspirational pieces, maybe I might be feeling a little sad or unmotivated that day when I'm speaking to you all. But what I want to make clear is I want you to listen to this show and think about yourself so you can identify when your tsunami is coming. Because there will be signs. You could talk to your family members, your friends to help support you in this, but guaranteed there will be signs. So five emotional, psychological signs of stress. And this could be both physical too, right? So memory and concentration might be affected. You have racing thoughts and worries. You're depressed and you're really anxious. You might be overwhelmed and unmotivated and unfocused. You're not sleeping at night and you're never getting enough sleep. Or maybe you are trying to carve out that time, but you can't turn your brain off. You're making poor choices and you might need to ask for help. So talking more about the symptoms and those we talked about last episode, right? So stomach ache, muscle tension, headache, those are all internal physical factors, right? We want to decrease those so you feel better, right? And it might not be as bad. Maybe you're not having panic attacks, that level of worry, but you do need to lower your stress and your anxiousness because that wreaks havoc on your body. Other symptoms, sweating, shaking, dizzy, uh, going to the bathroom a lot, change in appetite. Why does anxiety make me stuff everything in my face or stress? Or why does anxiety and stress make me not want to eat anything? It impacts us so bad. And you think about that, our little bodies aren't really happy when we're stressed and anxious. Think about the havoc that it really... uh, wrecks on your body and your insides, on your organs, on, you know, the way your physical appearance, any of those things. Think about that. Okay. So we know what the definition is, psychological, physical symptoms, right? Stress and anxiety, they can happen together. They're besties. They can happen singly um, without one another. So common causes. So common stressors, 
in our lives include divorce, getting married, having kids, losing a job, losing a loved one, um, your increase in your financial obligation, maybe uh, your husband lost their job and he was a sole provider um, because of COVID. Um, maybe you have to move, somebody went to jail, um, you could have an illness or an injury, started a new job. Those could be all common, common life stressors, right? So we need to be able to lower those to help with being equipped for that tsunami when it comes. Because if we can be preventative and apply some skills in, in care, including mental health awareness, we can help limit what's coming to shore, right? Versus not being aware, um, not understanding, not having anybody to reach out to, not practicing self-help um, or self-care things would be like how I was uh, years and years ago when I had no one and I didn't know what to do for support, right? So we want to be prepared. That's why I do this show. So managing that stress and anxiety, you can do many of the same things. You can use the ideas that I gave for at-home treatments, but it's going to be the same thing, right? Mindfulness, wellness, mental health, medical health. It's all the same. It's all preventative care, just like going to the dentist, getting your plaque scraped off your teeth or getting a crown or getting a filling. It's all preventative care, right? Well, I guess cavity and crown is not preventative. So brush and floss better. Maybe you just don't have good genes in the teeth area. You know, you have friends that have like zero cavities and then you have someone like me who has a ton. <laughs> just saying, just saying. All right, so we're going to manage that everyday stress and anxiety. You need to be eating, not two times a day or a whole shit ton of snacks and eight gallons of coffee and bang and monster and all that crap, Mountain Dew. You need to be eating three times a day, right? And depending from there, you might have to eat five times a day like I do to meet with my restrictions. So limiting caffeine and booze. I know. What? What, Buzz? No caffeine? Yeah, because it helps, makes you more anxious. It raises your cortisol. It makes you panic, makes you more panicky. So if you can limit yourself on that, maybe you're going down from four cups to two. Maybe you're going from two to one. I went from one to one and a half. <laughs> so, right? It's just a trial to see if it helps make you feel better. Uh, meditate. And this is my one that I need to hit home. You time. If you are running around with your head cut off, taking your kids here or there, going grocery shopping and going to work and then getting home and doing the laundry and doing all the things carve out some time for yourself, whether that's going to bed a half an hour early. Maybe you're going to take a longer, hotter shower. Maybe you're going to go on a walk. Maybe you are going to hide away in your room and watch a little bit of extra TV tonight. Do something for yourself. Also, identify and keep a connecting your feelings and internal feelings and uh, symptoms 
journal them, write them down, keep a log about them. So then when you go to your therapist or your primary care doctor, you can actually pinpoint how you were feeling like and when instead of, you know, when is the date of your last period? Oh, shit. Um, last month I always do the first (laughs) true statement right so it's always good to have uh, those notes down for you because you don't always remember and think about you know I had that identification worksheet for you guys and it talked about like feeling when when did you feel triggers you know it's good for you to identify those and think about it was that that dog that was at my friend's house that really triggered me about an event that happened to me in my life? Is it because of a song that came on? Was it the weather? Was it, hmm, was it a smell or a scent or an action that somebody did? Any of those things is good to be able to recognize. And you can also reach out to a friend or jot that down on that worksheet and talk to your therapist or your practitioner about it. But really think about what you can do to lower your stresses so that tsunami, that invisible tsunami doesn't continue to build because it will and it's going to come crashing down and then all of a sudden you're going to be so impacted from that that it's going to interfere in your daily functioning, right? Being able to go to work, being able to um, work well in your relationships, being able to do all of your tasks for the day, being able to get out of bed, being able to feel well. Stress and unmanaged anxiety can and will make you sick. Okay, so we need to think about all of this stuff. And throughout this series, we're going to be talking about all of this. And the show numbers are just blowing up because there's so much need to talk about this stuff, right? So I try to make it shorter in length. So it's not like me, blah, 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 until the break of dawn. But I am so excited that we were able to talk again this week, talk about stress and anxiety. Um, I do have two guest speakers lined up for this series, so I am really excited. One is going to be coming and talking about the connections between anxiety and gut health. Oh, yeah. And then the other one is going to we're going to be talking about anxiety and burnout and stress. So we are so pumped to have them on the show and continue our series. So thank you so much for joining me today. I want you guys all to have a good week. Please reach out to me. You can slip into my dms on instagram we can chat a little bit if you have any ideas or any future topics for the show even including anxiety um, please let me know and share the show with a friend tag me in it and i will see you all next week keep shining